This is News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And this is Atlanta. The food, the wine, the entertainment, the lifestyle. This is Belinda Skelton's Atlanta Living. Sponsored by Vane Innovations. Hey folks and welcome to Atlanta Living. I'm your host, Belinda Skelton. Well, you've heard the hype. The Ponce City Market, a historic mixed-use community hub focused on artisanal food, fashion, technology, steeped in history, has a handful of early adopters. I have two of those in the studio with me. Steve Kars, founder of King of Pops, which I dearly love, and my tongue is purple right now because of one of those pops. And Jason Polini, he is um, one of the chefs in the Linton Hopkins team and the famed H&F Burger and Hop Chicken that has opened in the Pont City Market. So welcome, gentlemen. Thank, Thank you for having us. So I'm going to start with you, Stephen. You're with uh, King of Pops. Yep. And you just, uh, you're one of the founders. And I have to ask you, were y'all just sitting around the table one day and you said, <laughs> I want to make uh, basically handcrafted artisanal? So my oldest brother's anthropologist and the paleta, which is the Spanish word for popsicle, is a kind of a next level popsicle popular down there. And it's fresh fruit, really interesting ingredients. And we fell in love with them down there and decided we wanted to bring them back to the, to the U.S. So what was the popsicle I just had? You had hibiscus margarita. Oh, it is, oh, it's so, is my tongue purple? <laughs> not bad, not bad. Not that bad. They're, they're delicious, handcrafted, and the flavors that y'all come up with, I would never have put those, I mean, <laughs> you've got some habanero, what have you. Have Quite a few different flavors. We'll try pretty much anything, so yeah. Well, it's obviously working because I see y'all everywhere. Yeah. I'm trying. Thank you. Okay, so why did you decide to open up in the Pont City yeah, Market? Yeah, so I live across the street from the Pont City Market. Well, how so I've convenient. Been, I've been watching it for years, and it's been a fun project to watch. And the day that I found out kind of what they were doing, I wanted to figure out a way to be involved. Um, what we do today, to date, has been push carts. So we're at mainly mm-hmm. events and uh, farmers markets and stuff like that. But we kind of wanted to try a little bit of a brick and mortar. We have a tiny little space there. Um, but instead of popsicles, which we're kind of taking to the next level by dipping them in chocolate and stuff, believe it or not, when we've been making these popsicles, sometimes we have all these great ingredients laying around. We also experiment with some drinks or cocktails. Mm. Um, so we're going to be work. We're going to be bringing that out as well. Um, some of these drinks that are inspired by the popsicles we've been making for the last five years. Uh, and then we have grilled cheese as okay, well wait, to kind wait, of throw wait, back in Back up on the drinks and the popsicles. So share a little bit of that. So, uh, for example, blackberry ginger lemonade, that's a really popular drink, um, popsicle that we make. Uh, but the ingredients also lend themselves really well to a cocktail. So we're not mixologists, but uh, it's it, it's like a, a dark and stormy with a blackberry and, and fresh ginger. And then we put a popsicle like as a full popsicle, like as a garnish in the pop. So it's, it's a really kind of. It's a fun drink, um, so we'll have that. We're actually still waiting on our liquor license, but soon enough we will have that. And then we also have the popsicles for the kids and uh, so everybody's well. happy. Mom everybody's and happy. dad and the kids. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Jason, um, you've been chef with Linton Hopkins and his Resurgence Hospitality Team. I mean, gosh, the H and F Burger. Mm-hmm. What a hit! Uh, it started as just this secret little thing that you can only get after 10 o'clock. That's right. If you were holding four fingers behind your back, standing on one foot at the right time. 
Yeah, you know, when we first started doing it, um, you know, we were grinding the meat fresh every day and making the buns, and it just made sense to do 24 because that's how many – we could fit 12 buns on a pan. We could fit 24 burgers on the griddle. Um, you know, and releasing it at 10 o'clock at night, the idea was it was going to be for uh, industry people, uh, restaurant chefs and waiters and bartenders. So when they got off of work at night, they could come and get this amazing burger – and uh, it quickly turned into uh, no one can get it because yeah. you'd have to get there. At, I mean, we had people that would come at 6 o'clock and wait until 10 in order to get a burger. And, uh, you know, that was – we did that for almost five years of, of, of just doing it at 10 o'clock at night. And last year we decided to put it on the menu uh, full time so that you can get it really anytime you want. And um, Is it still as popular now that it's – so readily available as it was when it was harder to get absolutely uh you know when we put it on the menu full-time at home and finch it was great uh we we really had a lot of people that were coming in and excited about not having to wait for it yeah uh you know sundays were a day that we used to do it uh for brunch and we would i mean god we would sell 300 of them just in a three or four hour time period you know and so it really, it really made us realize that doing an H and F burger, you know, we we opened up at the Brave Stadium a mm-hmm. couple of years ago, and it was such a, a huge popular thing there. It still is, you know. We're excited about the new stadium yeah. as well, and uh, you know, so uh, early last year we we just, you know, were approached by Jamestown about doing it at Pond City Market, and we were like, absolutely, this is going to be this is going to be a lot of fun. Okay, but you opened up a. A little different concept at the Pont City Market. You decided to try um, not the burger, but the chicken. Sure. So when we got our space, you know, we have we have two spaces there. We have H and F Burger, and then we have Hops Chicken, and uh-huh. they're they're actually connected. Uh, and the the actual space that we got there was a, there was a corner spot that was uh, much smaller uh, than what H and F Burger is. And we originally thought that we might do a, a little deli where we would kind of bake breads and make sandwiches and. And things of that nature and for the equipment that we needed it just didn't seem right it just wasn't the right fit and uh we started just kind of well what else could we do with it and around that time period we were actually talking a lot about fried chicken and how much we love fried chicken and it was it was just a perfect fit let's do it let's do fried chicken and uh so you know we made that decision about 10 months ago and uh and then we started testing fried chicken recipes for Really, about the last nine months, I've, I've eaten so much fried chicken, I'm surprised <laughs> I don't have feathers. But, uh, you know, it, it took us a – we went through just about every style of fried chicken you could possibly think of to come up with what our fried chicken was going to be. And uh, I think it shows because it is a, a really good, good fried chicken. Is it spicy? What's your – It is. What so, differentiates your chicken? Well, we pressure fry the chicken, which is, uh, which is something that um, – you know, you'll see in 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 place like KFC does a, a pressure fried chicken. I think Publix even pressure fries okay. their chicken, and so it allows you to get more moisture in the chicken. Uh, it really seals it in and makes without it really making it moist, greasy. Without making it greasy, uh, you know. And so for us, it took playing around with it a lot to figure out how to get uh, juicy and crispy out of it. And we we came up with what that formula was, and and then we started playing around with what the spices would be in the blend. Because uh, we wanted it to have a little bit of kick to it so that when you're eating it, you just kind of feel something on your lips that you can tell there's some spice there that, that just kind of pushes it a little bit farther, but not too much. And, uh, you know, it took us 
it took us a few months to get our spice blend correct, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's good. So you're you're serving it as a sandwich. So we have a couple different ways. So in the mornings we do chicken and biscuits, and uh, every morning, uh, either myself or or one of our cooks gets there and starts making biscuits about five thirty in the morning, and um, just gets them ready for the whole day, and we bake them off throughout the day so that you always have fresh biscuits. And uh, it's a you know a, a small little two ounce piece of chicken on a small biscuit, just kind of like mm-hmm. you know a perfect little breakfast bite. Oh yeah. Uh, and then at lunchtime we that's when we transition into sandwiches and by the piece. And so we do a chicken sandwich. Of course, my mouth is watering. I don't. Like <laughs> of course, the chi- the the chicken is on our H and F bread company uh, buns, uh, which is you know absolutely delicious. And then we do chicken by the piece, and so you can get wings, legs, thighs, breast. You can get a whole chicken or you can just buy a wing. Um, and then, you know, sides like mac and cheese and coleslaw and yeast rolls and all that good stuff. But the uh, chicken by the piece is, uh, for me, it's my favorite. Like, I just, I love eating those thighs or those legs. You know, th- 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 there's something about that pressure fryer and how it cooks the chicken that it, And you're it's doing special. a whole chicken that way also? Yeah. So, well, not the whole entire bird. We break okay. it. So it's, you know, breast and thighs gotcha. and legs a piece, but you can get... You know, a whole chicken if you want. I'm I'm salivating. So I'm assuming people can get this to go, come in and and get meals to go. So everything we do at Hops Chicken is to go. Uh, there's no seating. There's no dining in. You kind of you come up to a window and uh, order, and then there's another pickup window. Look, there's for you Mark to pick Aram. Up. His mouth is salivating as well. <laughs> He's wishing you brought samples. <laughs> as am I. Oh, sorry. Um, so everything at Hops Chicken is to go. HF Burger, we have a, a counter that you can dine in at. Um, you know, there's there's easily thirty seats inside of the restaurant. Okay. And there's also a to go window at HF Burger uh, for you know burgers and fries and milkshakes. So tell me a little bit about this. Is in what was the old Sears and Roebuck um, on 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 Ponce mm-hmm. and huge building. It was a. a a warehouse distribution. I mean, the old timers in Atlanta will know this. I mean, it's a huge icon in the Atlanta skyline is the old Sears and Roebuck building. So you've got a lot of space and there are flats, <laughs> apartments upstairs, and then you have the retail downstairs. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a, it's pretty uh, special what uh, Jamestown has done with that building to go in there and, and not really tear it down too much. You know, they really just uh, chipped away and kind of revealed what was underneath everything. And it's a it's a pretty beautiful building just to walk through the hardwood floors and just the old architecture and the you know it's it's a lovely place. Beautiful windows. Um, you know, they have the uh, they have a lot of retail, so that's kind of the level that we're at. Uh, there's two floors of retail, both inside and outside. Not just. Um, uh restaurants but we're talking there William Sonoma mm-hmm. there's yep. clothing stores so there's going to be a shopping mecca there <laughs> yeah and not everything is is quite open yet uh, most of the major uh, retail is there but there's still a lot of spaces that are being built out uh, so you know it's definitely going to continue to just grow and get better and better uh, over the next year
All right, we're going to take a break. We're speaking with Stephen Karst, the founder of King of Pops. He is the King of Pops. And we're speaking with Jason Polini. He is the, um, he's one of the chefs uh, with H&F Burger and Hop Chicken at the Pont City Market. We're going to talk more about the Pont City Market when we return. You're listening to Atlanta Living only on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Depend on it. More of Belinda Skelton's Atlanta living thank you scott you're listening to atlanta living where we are praising pont city market what a great addition it is to the city of atlanta we have the two kind of founder cornerstones uh, to the restaurant part of the pont city market steve Kars, founder of king of pops which i dearly love so do my kids <laughs> and uh, thank you for bringing some by today and the purple tongue that i'll have the rest <laughs> of the day and we have jason um, polini he is chef with the um uh Linton Hopkins Resurgence Hospitality Group and H&F Burger um, and um, uh, Hop Chicken that has opened there. And I can't wait to try Hop Chicken. I mean, that, as you were well, describing I can't wait to have you. My, my mouth was just watering. So, um, folks, check it out. Uh, Pont City Market in the Fourth Ward. It's on the Beltline. I mean, it has everything going for it. We're taking... Uh, things that are had been run down and empty, refurbishing it. Um, Atlanta's top vendors are going in there, so you need to check it out. And Steve, uh, King of Pops has something coming up next week. So right across the street from Pont City Market at the Masquerade, we're having a free event, free popsicle. There's going to be food trucks, Woo! games for the kids. Um, November 1st, so the day after Halloween, your Halloween hangover, if you will, you can come over and <laughs> Have some free popsicles and just a fun day, um, and hope to see you there. I'm, I'm all about free popsicles. So is there a website that you'd like to give people to find out more about King of Pops? Facebook is always our, our best uh, kind of updated webpage, but kingofpops.net is our webpage. Uh, we got some amazing Halloween pops that you can order and have shipped uh, throughout the country, so check that out, too. Oh, that's a great idea. Okay, Jason, how about would you like to give out what... Uh, social media would you like people to follow you guys on uh well you know hfburger.com is our website and you can go there and and get all of our little uh you know twitter accounts and and instagram stuff uh i can't say that i'm i'm the best at uh (laughs) the tech world uh but uh yeah just go to our website hfburger.com um you know you can go to uh, restauranteugene.com it all kind of links together and, uh, and if you want to pick up the best bread in the world and take it home, go to H&F Bread on Ellsworth Industrial right. Boulevard. It's kind of like Target. You go in for a baguette or something, and you leave with the buggy full of the most divine bread you've ever had in your life. So it's absolutely delicious. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us thank today. You. Thank you. Best of luck with your endeavors, and um, thank you for investing in our city through Pont City Market. Thanks a lot for having us. Okay, coming up, folks, we're going to tell you about a great event coming up at Kima this coming week that we don't want you to miss out on. You're listening to Atlanta Living only on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. 
This is News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And this is Atlanta. The food, the wine, the entertainment, the lifestyle. This is Melinda Skelton's Atlanta Living. Sponsored by Vane Innovations. Welcome to Atlanta Living. I'm your host, Belinda Skelton. Well, it's been said that the Mediterranean diet is the healthiest in the world. We have two chefs in the studio that are going to tell us how to capture that Mediterranean diet and how to prepare it at home. And you can be a part of that next week on the 29th of October. We have world-renowned Aglaia Cremezi, who is in Greece as we speak. Welcome to the uh, welcome to Atlanta Living. Hi, how are you? And Hi. Chef Pano from Kima. Yes, thanks Hello. for joining us, Aglaia. Yes, you have a new book out. Yes, and it's called the Mediterranean Vegetarian Feast. Yes. So, if we have listeners who are diehard meat people are they going to miss that on the plate when they're preparing (laughs) meals if they're preparing things out of your cookbook no because if they insist on on eating meat uh, they can use the recipes as side dishes the, the, the recipes are very good side dishes also, but uh, you can also cook some meat into the dishes, that's the Mediterranean diet is not vegetarian it's, uh, it, it uses very little uh, meat or fish, but uh, basically it's not vegetarian. But I did this book because I wanted to speak about the vegetarian, the traditional vegetarian uh, recipes that uh, are not that well known. Okay. Now, your reviews of this cookbook are five out of five stars. It's tremendous on Amazon.com. Um, the Mediterranean diet supposed to be the healthiest. Why do you think so? I don't know. I really, I really couldn't say why it's the, the healthiest. It's because we eat as our ancestors uh, ate. We eat, as uh, Michael Pollan says, food, not much, mostly plants. Okay. <laughs> yes. Food, not much. And you said uh, a little meat, a little fish. Yes. But mainly plants. But na- mainly plants. That's that's what our, our ancestors uh, used to eat, and these are not uh, actually uh, why I decided to do the book is that is because these are I mean these uh, these recipes are not made up recipes. They are not contrived just to use some uh, so-called healthy ingredients. These are recipes that exist that my mother cooked and my grandmother cooked. Well, speaking of uh, cooking, you have a cooking school. And uh, you moved to, is it Kia? Kea. Kea. You yes. moved to Kea and opened this school. So tell me about Kea and how this cooking school that you started came about. Well, it's not really a cooking school because I'm not a professional chef. Panos is the professional chef. <laughs> I am a, a home cook. And I used to be a journalist, and I approached cooking. I was always cooking, and I approached cooking the way I approached journalists because I'm interested in the recipes, what they, uh, what, where they come from, and how they relate to, uh, to every day. Uh, people say that I'm a good cook, so uh, with my husband, we started this cooking vacation. It's Ooh. not really. That's what it is. It's a cook. It's a six-day cooking vacation here on the island of Care. 
which is the first island of the Cyclades. Okay, so uh, to me, cooking is not a vacation. So <laughs> if I have to cook, that's not a vacation. So um, you're obviously doing something to this that's making it easy. And a lot of people on the reviews say that the recipes in your book are so doable and easy to adapt to the home kitchen. This is my goal. When, uh, I want uh, to, uh, to inspire the people who come who are basically from the United States. I want to inspire them to use the, the good ingredients that they find, the seasonal ingredients from the farmer's markets, and create uh, recipes that are very easy and very flavorful by themselves because you use the ingredients with the minimum of uh, uh, interve- intervention. Well, Chef Aglaia, it's it's been said that you brought Greek cooking to the Americans. Well, I don't know if I brought it, but uh, my first book, uh, The Foods of Greece, was published in '93, and uh, it was I was awarded the Julia Child Award for that. So maybe that's the reason. Well, so when you're teaching this class to vacationers to the island, mm-hmm. what is the first thing you teach them? That's the biggest principle of of Greek cooking? Well, the biggest principle, as I said, I mean, we cook together, first of all, and uh, with uh, with the people, and then we eat, and we taste, uh, and we drink wines, and we taste... Uh, now it's a vacation. Uh, yes, that's what it is. <laughs> and it's, it's very easy because we get, you know, some recipes for the garden, or from my garden, or from the garden of our neighbors. And we, as I told you, we do the minimal thing. Uh, we add some tomatoes if it's summer, or we add some lemon and uh, egg and lemon sauce if it's winter. And we make uh, easy dishes that everybody can do. And a lot of people have been inspired and started cooking. So here in America, are we going to find these ingredients and spices easily in our farmer's market and supermarkets? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. That's that's why I'm, I mean I, all these uh, ingredients that I that I talk about are all very easily accessible every season. Okay. Well, Chef Pano. So this is happening at Kima, uh, the 29th of October. Um, uh, Aglia is, is is going to come and be a part of this dinner and i think it's a great price it's 85 dollars and for that you're going to get a great meal um you're going to get a wine pairing and a signed copy of her book and you'll get to meet aglia herself (laughs) see that's worth 85 dollars right there (laughs) if i wasn't cooking in the kitchen i would be buying a reservation and coming myself well i think uh, so what is your favorite wine aglia Uh, do you have a particular wine that you typically pair with a lot of your dishes because they tend to be um you know vegetables is there is there a wine that you like to pair with your vegetables or is it the same with pairing with meat that the heartier or light no no it's similar it's quite similar we have wonderful greek wines now that fortunately they have been uh they are now available in, in the united states and uh, the New York Times actually has written uh, several articles. Eric Asimov of the New York Times has written several articles about the new Greek wines. 
For example, we have one, uh, we have wonderful rosé wines that go very well with any kind of uh, uh, vegetable dish, but also white wines like the wines of Santorini, Assyrtico, for example, which is uh, a wonderful wine, but also with uh, with vegetables like, for example, with the vegetarian moussaka, for example, you can eat a very hearty, uh, I mean, substantial uh, wine like uh, the Xinomavro from, uh, from the north of Greece, from Macedonia. So I don't think I've ever had a, a wine from Greece. How, how are they different in taste from, say, a California wine that we're accustomed to? They are more fruity and more, uh, how can I say, they have quite a lot of character. They are much more, uh, they are similar, they are much more close to the, have you tasted South uh, Italian wines? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, they are very similar to the South Italian because we have the, uh, we have the sun, we have fruity uh, wines, uh, the reds tend to be a little bit more alcoholic than uh, your wine. Oh, they do. They have yes, a higher alcohol percent. A, a little bit, yes. Because of the wine, because of, you see, because of the sun. Because the sun uh, brings out the, the, the sugars that create the alcohol. Now, are, are Greek wines becoming more prevalent in, uh, in your wine stores? Panos will ask that. Yes, uh, you know, we're, we're able to um, see the wines in various shops around Atlanta, but you can get them online. Um, obviously, Kima being one of the premier Greek restaurants in Atlanta, we have a, a large list of Greek wines. It's predominantly what we sell. Do you ever have wine tastings at Kima? Oh, yes. We have wine tasting. We'll do flights of wines. You know, Aglaia mentioned a, uh, a, a wine, a Certico. That's a, that's a mm-hmm. grape. Okay. And so you've got these wonderful ancient grapes that, uh, you know, the Greek civilization has been making wines from for over three, 4,000 years. So mm-hmm. we're able to bring those to the table and you get to try them. So, you know, you, you asked a question about California versus Greece. What I would like to say is that, you know, we all know what Chardonnay tastes like, mm-hmm. Sauvignon Blanc, Merlot, Cabernet. And it's great to drink these wines over and over and over again. I'm pretty tired of those. But most mm-hmm. people are tired of them. Yeah. So that's where, you know, Greek wines come into play because they're not just producing a different grape for you to try. They're doing it very well. This is a culture that's been making wines for over three, 4,000 years. They have excellent winemakers and they have excellent uh, terroir and these wonderful, wonderful grapes that have been producing wines for all those years. And it's it's something everybody should try. Well, y'all have been just kind of keeping it to yourself for a while <laughs> and just now letting the cat out of the bag. Absolutely. I, I, I told you the New York Times had several articles this year about the Greek wines. And I suggest, Belinda, that uh, next time you go to Kima, you will try one of the sparkling rosé wines. Oh, You're absolutely. I will definitely do that. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about more about the dinner that's coming up on October the 29th, what's going on, and how you can be a part of that. You're listening to Atlanta Living, only on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Now back to Belinda Skelton. 
Welcome back to Atlanta Living. I'm your host, Belinda Skelton. We are talking about Greek cooking and a fabulous new cookbook by my new best friend, Aglia uh, Cremizzi. Okay, she, her cookbook is The Mediterranean Vegetarian Feast. I'm along with uh, Chef Pano with Kima Restaurant here in Buckhead. Fabulous Greek restaurant here in Buckhead. Okay. Chef Aglia, you are going to be on Wednesday the 28th at mm-hmm. the Atlanta Botanical Garden speaking on wild greens. Yes, yes, and I'm so excited. And so they can be a part of that uh, Wednesday the 28th. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, next, next night you'll be with Chef Pano at Kima. Mm-hmm. And if folks, that's $85 for the dinner with uh, recipes from your new cookbook, Mediterranean Vegetarian Feast. Um, that's food, wine, a signed cookbook, and you get to meet my new best friend, uh, Chef Aglia. <laughs> so that is a bargain. Chef, how do they make reservations for that? Yes, yeah, so ju- it's very simple. Just like normal, call the restaurant and uh, let them know that that's the, uh, the event you want to do, and we'll make a reservation for you. And it's going to be a great time. And, Chef, I have to applaud you. Kima, uh, one of the great Greek restaurants, part of the Buckhead Life Group. You guys do such a fantastic job. Always, uh, you know, with the Buckhead Life restaurants, you're going to get superb service and you're going to get consistent, great food every time. So hats off to the great job that you guys do. Thank you. Uh, Aglia, safe travels to the States. Thank you. And bring me a bottle of uh, Greek wine, okay? Absolutely. Absolutely, Belinda. Okay, so remember to call and make your reservation at Kima for this dinner on the 29th. And Chef Pano, thank you so much. Thank you. All right. You're listening to Atlanta Living, only on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Depend on it. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.